Hello and welcome to Beer and Money, a financial fireside chat for professionals. We work to simplify your finances so you can enjoy your life. Now here are your hosts, Ryan Burklow and Alex Collins. Hello everybody, welcome back to Beer and Money. I am your host, Ryan Burklow. With me as always, Alex, he's not in the air tonight, Collins. <laughs> Nice. It, it took you a while to get to a Phil Collins reference. I, I love it. Good to see you too, buddy. <laughs> uh, we've been talking about uh, this conversation around where people have a an issue with financial planning, and that that starts with this this perception that you have to suffer right now so that your future self can have a better life. And we've been debunking, I think, that myth. Or, or at least a good portion of it. And so we're going to continue that conversation today more around this perception or understanding of a financial advisor, financial professional, financial person, uh, and, and what they do in our lives. A financial professional is probably the right term for it because we're actually going to go through a host of different uh, professions because there's there's no one profession that has a, uh, a complete stranglehold or, or uh, is the only person that you should be talking to. It, it really does require a team. Absolutely. So we're going to dive into that. For those of you who are new to the podcast, thank you so much for joining. This podcast is to help you think differently about your money so that you can live the life that you want to live. For those of you who are returning, thank you for returning. Uh, we appreciate uh, your all's comments and uh, emails that we've been getting. Um, it, it's it's very uplifting to hear from you all uh, because A, people are actually listening to us, Alex, so that's, that's one. <laughs> and for two, we're actually providing some value, which is the whole premise for us starting this podcast to begin with. So make sure you check us out at beerandmoney.net. Uh, if you have any questions or if you want to take a look at other podcasts, we're on iTunes, we're on Stitcher, we're on Spotify, we're on Overcast. Google Play, Overcast. We're, we're on many of the um, the forums out there. So make sure you take a look at that and uh, subscribe. Also share uh, if you get any, any value out of this. This is all about helping you all. So thank you for that. So now that I've gave us a, a decent plug here, Alex, <laughs> why, don't, why don't we jump, jump in here? Um, and dive into this. So prior to hopping on this call with Alex, you know, I, I we both were were thinking about what is it that has people have this perception around financial advisors? And it's both good and bad that like this isn't a, a once a one-sided approach. And oftentimes no matter who we talk to in our lives, and this includes Alex and myself, how many different people do we have in our life currently that are actually talking to us about our money, whether or not we realize it or not? A lot. The answer is a lot. Right? You know, I wrote down this list, uh, and it's it's definitely not a, a all-inclusive <laughs> list, but you know, right, we've got we've got our auto and home insurance person. That is essentially helping us protect our assets uh, to, to some degree. We hope they are, at least. That's the, the whole purpose right. of purchasing that type of protection. Um, we might have a CPA, 
-hmm. or some sort of tax consultant. Uh, many of us are married, so we might have a spouse talking to us about our financial decisions, which is a good thing, by the way. We're not discouraging that. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. I, I, I can tell you that uh, uh, Heather and I, uh, Heather definitely speaks into it and, and asks questions and, and brings things to the table as, as well. So this isn't just a, a one-sided conversation because Ryan and I are in the industry that uh, we dominate those conversations. Uh, we, we might have maybe more insight than your typical spouse does, but uh, at the same time, uh, we, we definitely still get questions from our spouse and and uh, thoughts and suggestions as well. Right. So, so sometimes the suggestions are, are maybe a little bit more than suggestions. <laughs> exactly. We might have... We we might have attorneys, we might have investment managers, we might have the brother-in-law who thinks he knows everything talking to us about our money and we're taking some little piece of what they say into our financial picture. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the list doesn't even end there. It could be a mortgage broker, it could be a real estate agent, it could be like just a good friend. Um, they could, there's a friends group that I, I've got where um, there's like all about three or four people that speak into various different aspects of, of finances, um, either now or in the past, and, and thus have some pretty strong opinions on a lot of this stuff. It's it's just it's interesting to see how bombarded we get. Um, we haven't even mentioned any of the the talking heads or the news or the websites or the bloggers. Like the, the list is never ending, right? And I don't know if this is a 100% true statement, but I got to think to some degree, whether or not you have a quote unquote financial per professional in your life, uh, if you don't think you have one, you probably do have some version of one or maybe some multiple people of, that equate to one and you just don't know it. All right, sorry, you just gave me a, a very good visual of like the angel and the devil sitting on your shoulders, like arguing <laughs> over finances. I thought the same thing. I'm like, I'm just like looking at my, like, what do you say? What do you think? <laughs> Those of you listening, I literally just like turn left and right. Like I've got a three headed monster on, on top of me here. <laughs> so the point that we're getting at here is we have so many people talking to us about our money. And I don't, I'm not of the opinion that any one of those people have any malice towards us in our financial situation. Oh, most of them have nothing but the best intentions. Right. So this isn't a conversation of like, those people don't know what they're doing. They actually do know what they're doing, given the information that they have. Yeah. Very good qualification there, Ryan. Um, like the hundred percent, well, very few of them, if any of them, mean any malice. And now it's just a matter of like unwinding like what information they actually have um, and what what training they've got, what uh, what their history is with the things that they're trying to speak into. And the question I'd have everyone really consider, um, I always ask this uh, in a client meeting, when you're talking to all these different people, how many of those people actually know what your balance sheet looks like? Like, think about it from this perspective. How many of us have called to get auto insurance quotes? Like, you're buying a new car and you're wondering what the premium is going to go to. Or maybe it's an internet where you hop on one of the internet services and you're trying to get the new premium. Does that person know that you're worth X amount of dollars and you've got this many in assets and this many in liabilities and this is the money you make? Probably not. 
So if they don't have that information, are you protected the way that you want to be protected, right? And this isn't me shaming that, that industry at all whatsoever. They're only trying to do their job given the information that they've got, which is typically a, well, this is how they go through the policy and they explain how it works. And then they ask you what you're looking to, what you're looking to get. And then they you know, double check, well, this, this is what you want to have. But I used to be in that industry. I was never taught or trained to say, hey, out of curiosity, what's your net worth? Because I want to make sure that, right, if you get in an accident, that someone's not going to attack your net, your full net worth. Like, was never trained that. Right. So this is, I feel like we're on a, a pedestal already here, and this is not what <laughs> this was supposed to be. But this is the, setting this the stage. for. We have people in our lives talking about our money. So let's have some control piece inside of that or quarterback that's actually directing where how are all those people helping us that's a key piece and it doesn't have to be this isn't a pitch for our services this is just do you have someone in your life that has knowledge and industry experience and does that type of work for a living well and i mean if you have a passion for it that person could be you 100 if you have the knowledge and you've spent the hours and hours like doing the research and the training and you're willing to to do all the back and forth between all these different people and and ask enough questions to get to the the details uh, great more power to you like there's yep. absolutely nothing wrong with that um but you know i i love your your point here ryan of 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 getting to the point where you've got somebody who's quarterbacking um that that process for you who's looking out over the entire plan and saying, ah, have you thought about this component or how that interacts with this over here? Exactly. Which takes us to point number two, really, which is we all have our own knowledge. Some of that is, well, a lot of it is our upbringing and what our parents and family members uh, has, have spoken to us around money. So some of us have actually taken courses or or actually researched online to gain more knowledge in these different um, in these different things in, in our financial life or world. The question that I often ask myself even is what knowledge is out there that I don't have currently that I don't know I should actually have? Yeah, it falls into that category of uh, things that you don't know that you don't know, which is right. a very, it's a very big and very dangerous category. And that category often, well, the biggest like underlying theme or concern in everything I just mentioned is every one of us has our own hubris. Mm -hmm. Some of us well, have I, more than others. Like, you know, there's definitely pieces uh, that I show my, my hubris. Well, we all do. And unfortunately, in the world of money or finances, for whatever reason, hubris comes up, whether or not we even have the true industry knowledge or not. Mm -hmm. Some of that's a fear factor, like you're just afraid of coming across as if you don't know what you're doing. But it's, Some of it's a fear factor of like, you don't want to know what you actually look like. Right. Uh, a lot of it's fear of, of if you let people know that you don't know anything about it, that it'll be easy to take advantage of you. 
Yeah. Uh, and so by by controlling it, you're you're preventing people from taking advantage of you. Um, and while that that might be true, you, you're also likely missing out on a lot of opportunity. Um, you know, to be able to to stand on the shoulders of giants in the industry, to be able to to really do significant work and beneficial work for for yourself and your family. Yeah, and then there's the 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 confident piece, right? That that doesn't necessarily bring in fear. We all have this. I mean, people that we work with typically are confident people, right? Yeah. People that make good money and do intelligent decisions with their money are confident people. And those same people. Well, I know you're about to call me out on that one, Alex. Go ahead. Let's let's talk about no, it. I saw your mouth twitch. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. Just keep going. Obviously, this is not a one-size-fits-all. I'm just saying in general, okay? Uh, and then you've got all of that confidence creates blindness sometimes. We have blind spots, which is that that other, that hubris when you're confident that you just don't know. You didn't know you should have been looking for that. Right. And so – Again, this ties into, do you have someone that you can have a conversation with that you can trust and cares about you, but they can take an approach where it's a objective opinion, not a subjective opinion? Yeah. Um, and it's uh, the other component is you need somebody to be able to like tie all of this stuff together. Um, so you might be able to get a, a subjective opinion in a couple different areas of your life, but now how do those things tie together? What does the big picture look like? Um, and if it's, you know, you or a friend or a family member, uh, somebody who's not industry experienced, um, who's not in financial, the, the, uh, who's not a financial professional of some kind. It becomes massively challenging to to see how all of these interactions work uh, together and in, in truly coming together for a, a comprehensive plan. Absolutely. The last thing that that we'll talk about today is I think this this fear of cost around working with a financial professor or professional, if I could speak, or fear of missing out. Yeah, and a lot of this stems from like lack of understanding around what what a financial professional actually does um, there are so many titles there are so many overlapping titles and and it's really just um, almost like alphabet soup for for the public in terms of not really understanding what the difference between an investment advisor a wealth manager um, a, a life coach um, a financial advisor a financial planner like I just threw out a whole host of different things that all mean slightly different. And even, I, I think, Ryan, if you and I sat down and had a conversation around which, what each one of these things means, like we'd probably still have maybe even some significant differences in what the definition of some of these things are. Um, and so like the average person who's out there in the public um, who hasn't been trained on this stuff that doesn't understand some of the regulation behind it, like trying to wade through the 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 regulation and the differences and all of the legalities, man, good luck. Yeah, uh, you know, to your point, those are all a bunch of different titles that 
some people may classify as all doing the same thing and some right. people may not and you and i are in the industry and you and i may have subtle differences in what each individual does and so that really brings up the question of okay what what is the cost of this professional going to be for me normally in in a monetary type cost mm -hmm. and what is the advisor truly going to do for me yeah right i think a huge piece a huge value add in the financial professional that we're talking about is that financial quarterback approach mm -hmm. someone but that you can have the conversation with that takes and puts all of these things together in a plan for you to be able to utilize or bounce ideas off of well, I mean, one of the concepts that, that we talk about quite a bit with our clients is this concept of a financial junk drawer where we accumulate various different things, whether it's a, an insurance product, a 401k, an investment, whatever else. We just kind of tuck it away in this financial junk drawer. You know, one of the, the big value adds that a, a truly good financial professional can can deliver is helping organize that financial junk drawer. Yeah, I mean, if you think about Think about how many different logins people have nowadays. <laughs> I mean, just that alone right. makes it difficult to truly see what you actually look like financially on one page. Yeah. Right? The the true cost, so, you know, we've had obviously two episodes of this of, you know, well, if I pay a financial professional to work, help me with my finances today, that means I have to suffer now for, for a better life later on. And hopefully, hopefully we've debunked those in the last two episodes, but there's still gonna be that cost. Mm -hmm. And what is that cost gonna be? And, and a lot of times, it, the, the more important cost is your time. <laughs> like, well, the time you spend with a professional is extremely valuable. So hopefully that professional is taking care of that. Hey, it would. Included in that time cost, and maybe in a little bit broader sense, is the opportunity cost. It's the opportunity cost of that time. It's the opportunity cost of of what you could be implementing, uh, the various different strategies that you could be doing now. I mean, one of the most common refrains that that we hear from clients is, "Why didn't I meet you five years ago, or ten years ago, or longer?" Um, and so it it's it's really opportunity cost, not only of, of the time spent in the meetings with the financial professionals, but also uh, the time lost by, by not actually implementing a strategy, not having a comprehensive philosophy, not having a comprehensive strategy, not seeing how all of these things tie together in, in one, one plan, one approach. Yeah, it's, it's you know, to, to almost repeat what you just said in just different words is, <laughs> what i could have been doing the last five years and what i would look like now would look very very different yep. and that would be extremely valuable for me i wish i would have had this conversation five years ago right and then so the last piece of this fear of cost and missing out is you know let's just face it there's this this trust and or expertise concern that many people sit down and i think that is a lot of it is they don't truly understand or know what to expect and or what value the financial professional is going to do for them is it just going to be an investment only conversation where they're talking about what stocks and bonds to invest in is it going to be only just a life insurance conversation or some insurance protection cost conversation right what is what is the overall 
value that we're that the professional is going to bring. And this podcast, this episode, what we're trying to present is a professional that is tying all of your financials together in a actual game plan like a quarterback would. Yeah. Having that financial balance, having that financial literacy um, and without that foundation with, and our country just in general does not do a great job of, of providing that, that financial uh, groundwork. Um, I mean, it, like you, you go out there and you start providing general tests to the public around uh, how compound interest works, how, um, like how fi finances work in general, like mortgages, compound interest, investments, insurance, all these various different concepts. Um, and routinely the public does horribly on these, these tests because we really don't have too many uh, classes that we're required to take uh, that cover this stuff. They're like, with money being such a taboo topic, you know, one of the goals of this podcast is to to bring these concepts out into the into the open and to have a conversation around it so that it becomes less taboo so that we can, you know, help people find answers to their questions and, you know, find resources on where to learn and how to learn and things of that nature. Um, essentially trying to create more financial awareness and financial literacy. Yeah. So <laughs> I can't stress it enough, right? The reason you're hearing my hesitation is, who, who is it in our lives that is going to be that person that is the financial quarterback, that has a, a true wealth of understanding and expertise around how all of these financial topics and domains come together? Because as I just as we started this podcast with, we, we're talking about CPAs, we're talking about auto and home insurance person, we're talking about investment manager. All three of those are people to have possibly in your life. But if none of those people know what your financial picture looks like, how, how, how inefficient could that be for you? Or the flip side is how well can it be put together? Like you're, you're going to wind up having inefficiencies where um, you wind up with, uh, you know, an ex spouse listed as a beneficiary that you thought you took care of, or, um, you know, because you did, you know, uh, you changed your wills or whatever else. And so there's just, there's just a general gap in there of like financial knowledge. Um, and that's not, I'm not trying to, to, you know, denigrate anybody. It's, it's mostly just making sure that we're aware of how this stuff works. And, and our country does not do a great job of, of educating people on, on when it comes to financial matters. So take that step and look at your picture and really think about who is it, is that person that, that is in your life currently? And if you can't think of that person, you, you may have someone that you just don't know is the person. <laughs> right. Or it's some combination of some of these people. So, you know, today today's podcast, we hope the value that we're bringing is having a different perception of what a financial professional could do for you. And hopefully, maybe not changing your perception, but having a better understanding of the value that that person could actually bring. So, Alex, why don't we, we've got the question of the day here, right? Yeah, the question of the day today is, how many people do you have that are actively speaking into your world, and which one do you trust the most? So head to beerandmoney.net and uh, send us your response there at the bottom of that page. 
And if you got any value out of this, please share it with your friends or family. Um, and give us, feel free to give us a review or comments as well. So we hope this podcast and episode was valuable for you today. And Alex. Cheers. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only and coordinated with individual professional advice. Guest speakers and employees are not affiliated or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities Guardian or quantified financial partners and opinions stated by the owner. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. All investments and investment strategies contain risk and may lose value. Ryan and Alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC. OSJ, AP3, Fairmont, California, 919-399-1100. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities, Fender, Fender, SIPC. Financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, Park Avenue Securities is a fully owned subsidiary of Guardian. Bonafide financial partners is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. Number 2020-102041, expiration, May 2022.